What's up? This is NS Kenner from your Boston Celtics and I just want to say what's up to my boy Gally over at B-Town Action. I hope you guys are doing well. See you at one of my games. What up? This is Dwight Howard. You're listening to my boy Chris Gally here on Bookie Nights Podcast. What's up guys? Brian Scalabrini, a.k.a. Scal, and I want to give a huge shout out to my boy Gally and the rest of the crew over at Bookie Nights, alright? For the White Mamba, I'm out of here. See ya. Let's go, B-Town action. Hello, everyone. This is Bruce Buffer, and you're hanging out with my friend, Chris Galley. And now, it's time! What is going on, guys, and welcome back to the last episode of the 2021 NFL season. Beantown Action presents Wix Picks. I'm Galley Gambles. With me, as always, my co-host, Craig. Jesus Christ, baby, we made it to the Super Bowl. You excited or what? Yeah, I'm pretty hyped, man. Uh, I mean, my Super Bowl pick fell through with the Green Bay Packers, but, I mean, it's still going to be an amazing Super Bowl. Two great quarterbacks. Uh, Tim Bay's defense was buzzing last week against Green Bay, so it, it should be interesting to see how... Tampa's uh, powerful defense matches up against Patrick Mahomes and his uh, high-powered offense. I'm with you, my man. I'm with you. But before we uh, dig into those numbers, let's do a quick recap of what went on during the conference championship games. We each gave out three bets. Craig, you went one and two. You had Green Bay minus three. You had the under 54 in the KC Buffalo game. And you smashed your bankroll bet. You're on a bankroll bet heater, man. Guys, you got to follow his bankroll bets. Like I said, this is three in a row for him at, at the very least. He had minus two and a half in the first half in favor of KC in that uh, AFC showdown. But again, like I said, one and two for minus 1.2 units. Could have been worse, dude. I've spent 120 bucks on worse. Um, I finally win one. Okay, and I can fucking, I'm going to soak it up as for as long as I can. I, I go two and one for plus 0.9 units. I had the over 51 and a half in the Green Bay Tampa game. I had KC minus three at minus 110. And, uh, you know, just how I mentioned how he's on a heater with his bankroll bets, I'm quite the fucking opposite right now. Uh, I'm like at least 0 and 3 on my fucking last three bankroll bets. I had Tampa Bay, Green Bay over 10 in the first quarter plus 105. And the reason why I did that is because I found extreme value in that. And I, I still feel like I was on the right side. Green Bay wins the toss. They defer. Brady goes down the field. He scores four minutes into the game. You're telling me that they couldn't get a fucking field goal in, in the remaining 11 minutes. It's fucking unreal. And I got even more hype about it because as the game time approached, this shit went down to minus 105. So I thought I was a shoe in. I put it out on Twitter and everything. Once again, follow me at Galley Gambles on Twitter. But yes, Tampa Bay beats Green Bay 31 to 26. Buffalo loses 24 to 38 to KC. And here we are. My original prediction at the start of the playoffs, pretty much midseason, this was my prediction. Uh, I actually I cashed my small future on the Bucks winning the NFC. I only put a mini on it. Either way, plus 650, it cashed. I, I did that three days after they signed Brady, and I was either going to pick him to win the Super Bowl or I was going to pick him to win the <laughs> NFC. I picked him to win the NFC because I didn't want to be, you know, didn't want to be too greedy. 
But anyways, this is the moment we've been waiting for. It's been well over a week, and what a fucking bye week it was. We had one of the craziest trades go down. I'm sure everyone's heard by now. Goff is now a Detroit Lion, and Matthew Stafford is now a Los Angeles Ram. Craig, who won this trade and why? When you look at it on paper, it makes you think that the Detroit Lions won this trade just because of all the picks that they got in this trade. Uh, the Rams aren't going to be having a first-round pick for a while, you know, unless they make another trade to inquire some first-round picks. But in reality, I, I feel like this might give the Rams the edge. You know, Stafford has always been a solid quarterback. You know, I'm not saying he's the next Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes elite-wise. I wouldn't say he's elite, but he's a solid quarterback. You know, he's reliable. So with that being said, the Rams have pieces in place as it is. So I feel like this is an upgrade at quarterback for the Rams without a doubt. For the Lions, though, I mean, they didn't make out too bad. Jared Goff, he's a young quarterback. Uh, with the new coach there in Detroit, he could develop them a little bit. So, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens with these first-round draft picks in the years to come. And who knows, they, this could turn the Detroit Lions around. In reality, I think the Detroit Lions could possibly win this trade uh, years down the road with the amount of first round picks that they got. But I think right now in the moment, the Rams did win this trade because they're trying to win. Now they're trying to get back to the super bowl. They have a good team around Stafford. Stafford is a solid quarterback. He's reliable. He's not elite, but he is reliable. Uh, they have a solid defense uh, with Ramsey and Darnold. I mean, Stafford has some weapons around him. He's got Cooper cup. Uh, he has Robert Woods. Uh, he has a decent run game. The O-line is pretty solid. So, I mean, he his team around him is a lot better than it was in Detroit. So I think the Rams won the trade now, but I think the Lions could possibly win this trade down the road with the amount of first-round picks that they acquired for Stafford. You're talking a uh, first-round pick in 2022's draft, 2023's draft, and also a third-round pick in this upcoming draft. And, and as you alluded to, my man, fucking Stafford now has weapons. He was great when he had Calvin Johnson. So, I mean, I, I think we're going to see a, a fucking pretty motivated Matthew Stafford this upcoming season. And do I dare say snatch him up as your fucking QB in fantasy? It's a little bit of a surprise seeing Stafford go to the Rams because he was initially linked to the Patriots. But with the recent signing of Matt Patricia... That was the one team Matthew Stafford said, hell no, I will not accept that trade if you know, if you send me there. I want no part of Matt Patricia. So clearly, Matt Patricia struck a nerve with Matthew Stafford. Does that mean that the Pats are now the front runner for Deshaun Watson? To be honest with you, I don't think that they are. Um, right now, the Texans are looking for two first-round picks, two second round picks and two young defensive starters, at least for uh, Watson. So, I mean, with that being said, picks wise, I think the jets are the most suitable dealer when it comes to picks. But I mean, who wants to play for the jets? Apparently Deshaun Watson wants to play for the jets. Did you see? I don't know, man. No, I, I, I'm pretty sure I read an article and he said that he has two like teams that he really wants to go to. And it's, it's the Dolphins and it's the Jets. 
they're saying that J.J. Watt kind of wants out of Houston now. So, I mean, I think the best landing spot for him would be Pittsburgh. He gets to play with his two brothers, and he's close to his home state of Wisconsin. So I think that's a little bit more feasible for him to go there, maybe for like a second-round pick because he is on his tail end of his career. But, I mean, back to the Watson stuff, they, they there was even crazy rumors swirling around. I mean, I was thinking about it too, but – I don't know how feasible it is, to be honest with you. I feel like it could cripple the franchise a little bit. People were saying trade Daniel Jones, a first-round pick. It's Saquon Barkley and like maybe like two second-round picks for Watson. I'm like, that's that, too that's much. Little, that that's almost a little too much. I'd, I'd no, throw that's too in, much. I would throw Ingram in there instead of Saquon. You know, yeah, everyone people, would throw Ingram in there because fucking, fucking drops McGee. Yeah, drops McGee. Like, yeah, yeah. But neither here nor there. And I think Pittsburgh would be a, a solid spot for J.J. Watt. And uh, But you got to think, man, with the amount of injuries that that dude has had, he, he goes balls out every play. So, I mean, he's had torn pectoral muscle. He blew out his knee one season. So he, he's had tricep injuries. So who knows how many more years this guy has. You know, he's obviously ch- chasing a Super Bowl right now to at least get one. So, I mean, I don't I don't blame him for wanting out. You know, especially if they trade a franchise quarterback like like Deshaun Watson. All right, so you don't think that the Pats have any shot at all at landing Deshaun Watson? I think if the Patriots land Deshaun Watson. Like, what are, the, look, what are they giving up? Like, I actually probably, thought. Probably Gilmore. Probably yeah, I was going to say, in my mind, I, I thought that Gilmore was going to be enough. Deshaun Watson wants out. Like, I figured it would be, like, cheap. You know what I mean? But instead. Yeah. Uh, Houston went over the top and said, no, we want two first. What the fuck was the asking price? Two first round picks, two second round picks, and two young defensive starters. Yeah, okay, that's way too much for him, especially for someone that wants to move with a no trade clause. You know what I mean? So, so right now, they don't have any first round picks this year because of that stupid ass trade they did with the Dolphins to acquire the offensive linemen this past off season. So that first round pick is going to the Dolphins. So the Dolphins have the third pick in the draft. If they never traded for that O lineman, they would they would have the third pick in the draft and they could they could get the wide receiver from LSU, they get the Heisman winner, they get whatever wide receiver possible for Watson. So I think it all starts with that trade and then it also stems back to trading DeAndre Hopkins and it's a snowball effect. You know, they they didn't go to him consulting about the the coaching staff position, uh the hiring of the GM. I feel like the G, uh, the owner of the team is very out of touch with his players. Uh, he's all about making money. So I think McNair has to go as the owner because once he goes as the owner, they, they can get some solid talent in there. But I think if the Texans were smart, they would trade with a team who has a young quarterback right now that maybe the team just isn't really fond of. Like, for instance, it stems back to the Giants. You know, maybe they're not completely sold on Daniel Jones, you know, Throw them Daniel Jones in the package. You get a quarterback you want, and then you go from there. And that could go for any team. You know, give them the picks they want. Throw in a defensive player, and and then just draft a new one. Now I'm over here advocating to get Deshaun Watson on my team, but it sounds like you would legit trade Daniel Jones to get Deshaun Watson. Tell me I'm wrong. I mean, dude, who wouldn't want Deshaun Watson on their team? So like, you, what heard, would you give up? What would you give up? Daniel Jones and what else? I would round? give him Daniel Jones, Evan Ingram, or instead of the Evan Ingram, maybe a defensive player. Maybe like 
maybe a guy like Dalvin Thomas, you know, like a guy up front because they do need another pass rusher uh, just so all the focus isn't on J.J. Watt. And also as well, along with that, I would give him a first-round pick this year, and I would give him maybe a second-round pick this year and a second-round pick for next year. All right. Now, again, here I am thinking that not only if we gave them Stephon Gilmore for Deshaun Watson straight up, not only is it a good trade, but I feel like Houston as an organization redeems themselves because of that fucking banana trade for, you know, David Johnson and DeAndre Hopkins. Do you think that's enough to, you know, wipe that away? To be honest with you, no. I think nothing is going to wipe away that trade. Ever since that trade. I think it's a fucking start. I mean, dude, it's going to be tough. You know, they I've been seeing Houston fans on social media. They're like between trading Hopkins and making it to the playoffs and kind of blowing up the team, like all this stuff. Like these fans can't take much more, man. You know, like they they love this team down in Houston. I, I've been lucky enough to go down there and see a game. These That's guys dope. love their team. And I'm talking when they had like uh, like Fitzpatrick as their quarterback, you know. What about and, David Carr? He was that Matt Schaub, too. dude. Like they had crap for quarterbacks, and these team, these fans were like, "Oh my god, dude!" Andre Johnson, JJ Watt. Like I love these guys. Uh, the they're the face of the franchise. Like who cares if we make the playoffs? You know, like there's they're always a fun team to watch. But when you start just trading away guys, like kind of just because, like you don't want to pay them, like it's it's kind of fucked up, you know, like. The fans are there. Like, J.J. Watt said it best during the year, dude. Like, they're out there busting their ass, you know, for these fans. And these fans are the ones going to the store, buying the jerseys, buying the hats, the T-shirts. And, like, look at what they're giving them, you know? Like, you got to put a better product out out there on the field. And, I mean, it doesn't really get much better than DeAndre Hopkins. Like, he's a top wideout in the league. And you got David Johnson, who's, like, fucking washed up now. Like you as the quarterback for the Houston Texans, if you're Deshaun Watson and you took away his number one weapon and you give him a washed up running back, how would you feel? It's his fucking safety blanket. It's his, it's his number one spot to go to whenever he's in fucking trouble. And then he gives them someone that you can hand the ball off to. You know what I mean? And yeah. this, this is this is definitely no disrespect to David Johnson, but he's not uh, the player he used to yeah, be. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like that's why it's like ah, you know what. It's even unfair to say that he's washed up, but you know he's injury prone. That's not a secret, and he and like you said, he's definitely not the player he used to be. And uh, DeAndre Hopkins is phenomenal, and he proved that this year. And him and Kyla Murray have a great rapport going on right now, and and good on them. And it's gonna last. Yeah, and I mean, also too, you got to think too with uh, everything Deshaun had in Houston, still led the league in pass yards. So imagine if he did have DeAndre, they they might be in the playoffs this year. You don't know. And it just sucks because they were so close to actually making some noise in the postseason. They almost beat yeah. KC, dude. They almost beat KC. They were up like three touchdowns in the first quarter and then blew. That it. was the most ridiculous shit I've ever seen in my entire life. I was blown away. I was baffled that they blew that lead real quick though just to touch on your scenario with him going to new england um how many first round picks would you give up for him along with stefan gilmore and maybe one other defensive player i mean i already told you i thought i thought gilmore was enough and i thought it would be a nice even trade and again i'm thinking that since watson already wants to go that the price would be kind of low and i thought gilmore would be enough to get him there 
because they obviously need help on defense. And yeah. I, th I thought that would have been perfect. On a closing note, if you had to pick an NFL team that Deshaun Watson lands, where do you think he goes? Like I said, I read an article, and I thought it was going to be either the Jets or the Dolphins, and it was going to be uh, Fatua straight up. I mean, w would you do that if you're, the, if you're the Dolphins? I think I would do that in a heartbeat. I heard Tua's arm strength really isn't what they thought it was. Obviously, it could get better. He's young. But, I mean, if they could develop him and Tua could stay healthy, it's almost like you're getting a knockoff to Sean Watson. I mean, he could run. He could make plays. So, I mean, he fits the criteria for the QBs now in the NFL. You know, he, not a pocket passer. It would actually be kind of funny if they did make that trade if they ended up getting their first-round pick back, the third pick in the draft. I'd be curious to see if the Dolphins would throw that pick in or if they would throw their the Dolphins' actual pick in, uh, which I believe is in the top 10 as well. So it, it should be interesting a couple weeks to see what happens with these trades. My thing is, your rookie year, Tua goes out. He plays he plays okay for a rookie, you know what I mean? Like it, It's very tough to replicate the Justin Herbert or the Patrick Mahomes rookie season. But, I mean, if you can – oh, and, I'm sorry, and the Tom Brady rookie season, you know. But Tua wasn't all that bad. My question is, as a rookie, you waited your whole life to get to the NFL. You make it to the NFL. And now, if you and I both know that Houston and Miami were talking about doing a swapsies for the quarterbacks, like, what does that do to your, your confidence? To be honest, that wouldn't even hurt my confidence. I would just make the best of – where I'm playing, you know, like prove them wrong type of thing. Like, hey, you traded this. Uh, go out there every week, bust your ass in practice, give it 110% in the game, and just be grateful that you're in the NFL to begin with. I see it as it's a new opportunity and just make the best of it. I don't know. We shall see. It's going to be an interesting offseason to say the least. But, um, you know, before we get into this big game, there was also some other shit that went down during the bye week. Uh, Craig, do you have any stock in AMC or GameStop? No, I actually don't mess with the, the stocks at all. Uh, I don't know about yourself, but uh, I don't mess at all with, with stocks. It's really not my thing. What about you? I don't fuck with the stock market either. I love instant gratification. And, and for those of you that follow me on Twitter at Galley Gambles, uh, you know damn well I'm always like a first period hockey, uh, first period hockey better or a first quarter NFL better or even a first quarter NBA better. So the stock market for me, that long term shit, fuck off with that. Seriously, fuck off with that. But this shit caught my eye because this is some instant shit. When you can have AMC at $4 and then 24 hours later, it goes up to 22, that shit I can fuck with. You and I could put $500 on a 12-team parlay, and if it hits, we're going to be sitting fucking pretty for a, for a couple of months. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then again, the odds of that happening are pretty fucking slim. But you know what I mean? Like Anything can happen. Like I, I, hit, I hit a six-teamer earlier this week. And, you know, I, I, never, I, don't, I don't ever tweet my parlays, but guys, if you ever want to know what parlays I'm on, and it's very rare that I do it, if you ever want to know, just, just send me a message. I'll, I'll give you my parlays that I'm on. I don't, I don't give out plays every single day. I like to put out plays that I really, really like. So that's when you'll always see, you know, you'll always see my bet slips up there. 
I would never tell you to do something I wouldn't do myself. That, that's, that's all I'm saying. But uh, what I did do, however, was I did buy some, uh, some, uh, some Doja coin. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. I just, I mean, everyone else seems to be doing it. And as far as I know, if everyone and their mother is buying the stock, it's going to drive it up. So, I mean, if you're going to buy something at less than a half a cent, throw 50 or 100 bucks at it. And if it works, great. If it doesn't work, oh my God, you, you lit a $100 bill on fire. Like, people do that all the time in sports gambling. But yeah. I don't, I don't want to be the person that doesn't get behind the next Bitcoin is what I'm getting at. I got you. I don't know. We touched on stocks a little bit because, let's be honest, it's a form of gambling. This is a gambling show. And let's continue with the gambling. So on this episode, we're going to pretty much almost mimic what we did last year for the Super Bowl uh, during Bookie Nights. We gave you a, a gameplay. We gave you a player prop. And we gave you like a random crazy prop. So we're going to do the same thing this year, but we're going to add in a bankroll bet. There's a ton to choose from. But Craig, who do you like for your, uh, for your player prop this weekend? After looking at all the player props, the one that stood out to me the most was the Harrison Bucker field goals made in the game. Uh, I personally like the over of one and a half minus 158. I mean, it's a bit juicy, but he's definitely going to make two field goals in this game. So Easily. I, I mean, I'd almost lay, lay the unit on that as well. I really would. I mean, not a, not a bad one at all. This was a tough one for me, but I'm ultimately going with Travis Kelsey under eight and a half receptions because... I think Mahomes is going to try to keep the Bucks defense guessing. And in order to do that, you got to spread the ball around. But I don't know. I could be wrong, but I, I really like this player prop at minus 120, under eight and a half receptions. It's a great one. I mean, it was either that or um, Gronk over two and a half receptions. Because let's be honest, this entire season, he's been nothing but what he's the best at is a blocking tight end. When you have weapons like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and shit like that, and even Scotty Miller, like he 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 could be the unsung fucking hero of the, of the game. Talk about calling an audible, you know what I mean? Like give it a give it a Scotty Miller. Yeah, I mean, dude, he he came out of nowhere last game, and he had that nice catch uh, right before halftime. To be honest with you, though, like I I think going back to Brady's Patriot days. Him and Gronk in the Super Bowl, they had a great connection too. So what makes you think he's not going to have like 10 plus receptions, you know? He's been saving it all year for this moment. So that's why I'm that's why I'm saying like over two and a half receptions is a fucking gift. I think he's going to get at least three to five. And, and minus 120 is, is a solid price to pay. I, I think that's more than fair. Absolutely. Um, well, one, one last question for you. If Brady does win the Super Bowl, do you think Gronk officially retires? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's no need to come back whatsoever. I totally agree. You helped Brady do what he wanted to do and win the Super Bowl in Tampa. And uh, there's no better way to go out than on top. And can you imagine if Tampa Bay does win the Super Bowl? There's a solid chance that Brady's going to win the MVP just because they, like, where were they last year? You know what I mean? Yeah. But how about this? Could you imagine if Gronkowski does, let's say he gets three touchdowns and 10 receptions. I think that's well warranted for, for the MVP. And now you can get Gronkowski at plus 7,500 to be the MVP. That's crazy. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying Gronk's going to win the fucking MVP, but 
when Brady wins Super Bowls, he hasn't always been the MVP. As you know, Julian Edelman has won the MVP, and so hasn't Dion Branch won the MVP. One, you know, when the Pats won the Super Bowl. But uh, you know, having said that, let's 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 go into our crazy prop bet or a random prop bet. What do you got, Craig? Always been a uh, the type of guy to do a prop bet for the color of Gatorade that they're going to be dumping on the coach after the winning team wins. Uh, and with that being said, I'm going with the blue Gatorade plus 500. Blue Gatorade plus 500. Uh, I went back and forth on this one as well. My initial one was going to be uh, Brady to rush for a touchdown. I mean, like, Brady to rush for a touchdown this game is plus 325, and I feel like it should be a little bit higher. But then again, I mean, he's been known to do that before, especially when they get close to that goal line. He, oh, yeah. ha- he has the best QB sneak in, in the history of the NFL, in my in my opinion. It's crazy because he's like the worst mobile quarterback in the league. He is the least mobile quarterback ever to, to lace him up, like seriously. Uh, Peyton Manning, too. Yeah, again, they're just not bred that way. But you take either one of them on your team in their prime over 90% of the NFL right now. Absolutely. So I went back and forth with that, and then I decided, how about this? Mike Evans plus 295 to score a touchdown in the first half. So that's going to be my like crazy prop for, uh, for this game here. All right, and let's jump right into the game at hand. Uh, this line opened up at minus three and a half. It only moved a half a point in Tampa's favor. I'm assuming a lot of you know public money is coming in on Tom Brady, a.k.a. Mr. Destiny, Mr. Can't Do No Wrong. But uh, So right now we have minus three in favor of KC on the road, legit on the road because this is being hosted by Tampa. Uh, total is at 56. I don't know. My prediction was that the Chiefs were going to win, but at the same time, I'm 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 really rooting for Tom Brady. So for me, I'm just going to go under the total of 56 because I think it's going to be a uh, a very strategic game, if you will. Uh, what do you like here for your game bet, Craig? So for my Super Bowl prediction at the beginning of this playoff run, I actually predicted Kansas City versus Green Bay. With that being said, I really like Tampa Bay with the money line of plus 145. I think Tom Brady gets it done. I can't even remember the last time there was a team playing in their home field in the Super Bowl. Uh, so I think Tampa Bay has the edge going into this game, hands down. Tom Brady's going to thrive. He's going to be in warm weather. He's not going to be in the cold, even though we would all know he could play in the cold. But I think the 145 is a great line, and I think Tom Brady comes out on top, Super Bowl champ. Tom Brady, a.k.a. Mr. Destiny, like, how do you not want to root for him? And you're a Giants fan, and you're fucking rooting for Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, that that's saying something. Um, and again, I mean, my original prediction was that uh, KC was going to repeat. And... Uh, I don't know. I, I might have to stick with that. I don't know, man. All I can say is that I'm not going to be disappointed either way because if Patrick Mahomes hoists the trophy at the end of the uh, at the end of the game, my prediction was correct. And if Tom Brady hoists the trophy, then I'm happy because you know as well as anyone that I fucking hate Bill Belichick, and there's nothing more I would love than to have Tom Brady win one without him. Even just by making the Super Bowl without Bill Belichick. 
is enough uh, is enough for me to be like, okay, cool, Brady, you're the reason, not Bill Belichick. And if if you disagree with me, please let me know. But in any event, we can't leave the show, especially the last show of the NFL season, without uh, giving you a bankroll bet. And of course, the bankroll bet once again is the is the actual bet that counts in our eyes. That's the one we actually put money on, and uh, we'll usually parlay them. But uh, I, I have a feeling this is going to be tough to parlay because it's the same game. So, um, Craig, your bankroll bet. Who are you going with? Chris, my bankroll bet for the Super Bowl this year, I'm going the under fifty six minus one ten. Yeah, you and I are on the same page, man. We really, uh, I, I, that was my, that was my pick for the, for the game. But uh, I like to do something that's gonna give me instant gratification. And of course, what better way to get instant gratification than to go with the first quarter bet yet again? And I'm gonna stick to my gut here. I'm gonna go over ten in the first quarter at minus one fifteen. There's no way that both teams don't score. I mean, I, I'm on board with the under fifty six as well. But I think it's going to start off strong, and then it's going to die out. And that's going to do it, guys, just to do a quick recap of our bets. We each have a player prop, a random prop, a game bet, and a bankroll bet. Craig is going with the over one and a half field goals kicked by Harrison Butka at minus 158. His random prop is going to be blue Gatorade for the coach's shower at plus 500. His game bet is going to be Tampa plus 145. And his bankroll bet is going to be the under 56. My player prop is going to be Travis Kelsey under eight and a half receptions at minus 120. My random prop is going to be Mike Evans plus 295 in the first half to score a touchdown. The game bet is going to be Craig's bankroll bet, which is the under 56 at minus 110. And my bankroll bet, over 10 even in the first quarter at minus 115. Guys, I want to thank you so much for tuning in all season. And uh, big credit to Craig, who was on the IR tonight with an undisclosed injury, but he still powered through it. And we will catch you next NFL season. But we will also be doing live streams on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Gambles. And so make sure you give us a follow on there. Give us a follow on Twitter. Follow Craig at Seawix Picks. Follow me at Galley Gambles. And we'll see you next time here on Wix Picks. Before I say that, the Bruins won five to three. You're fucking with me. I swear to God, Martian just uh, hit an empty netter. Oh my God. Sixth goal of the year for. Uh, for Marshy, seventh assist for Krejci, five three Bs. <laughs> Love it. I uh, have yeah, the Bruins in the first period. I feel like a dickhead. <laughs>